You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 18 with Gabby Guzman. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show is aimed to inspire you, up-level your mindset, and make you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin, inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter sent out on Thursdays, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Heart Food Podcast. So excited for this episode today. I actually just finished recording with Gabby and I'm deciding to do the intro right now because we had such a great time and I've been wanting to have her on the show for a while because she is a beautiful embodiment of what it's like to blend who you are with what you do in your life and really bring all aspects of yourself to everything that you do. And I really admire her ability to do that in all aspects. And before we get to the episode, I want to remind you that right now we are in the middle of launching Food Freedom Club, which is my six-week group coaching program. It's going to be an intimate experience. I can only take a couple more women and... It is open just for a couple more days. So if you want to uh, get in that group, make sure that you visit the link in the show notes. You can find everything there, including um, what's included. And I would really love to have you. It's going to be amazing. And I honestly don't think that anything like it exists on the market. I really combine, obviously, food stuff and practical nutrition uh, practices and uh, movement suggestions and things like that. But at the same time, we're going to dive into the things that Gabby and I talk in, t- talk in this uh, episode, which is like looking at all of the deeper stuff, seeing why we struggle with food, and then like healing that part with also like incorporating some really good cooking, delicious recipes. So it's really a way to feel amazing in your body and your brain inside and out and finally get to the root of the food stuff that we have been dealing with sometimes for an entire lifetime. So definitely let me know if you want to be a part of that. But again, I wanted to have Gabby on the show because I have worked with her and I'm pretty much a fan of everything that she does. And she has so much wisdom when it comes to what I try to talk to you guys about every single week, which is to have the courage to 
dive into all parts of yourself and look at all aspects of everything that's happened in your life so we can heal and then go forward in our life to create the life that we want, to attract the relationships, the clients, uh, the work that we want to do, and just basically live a life that is true to you. Something that I've struggled with for a long time is um, not trusting myself, not thinking that I had all the answers, which we do, but we, it is so easy in our society to look on the outside and see what everybody's doing and compare, but I really want to encourage you with this episode to look at all aspects of yourself and be able to accept all aspects of yourself as well, or at least look at them so they don't have so much power over us. And many of us live really unconsciously. And I lived that way for a really long time and kind of put all of my eggs in other baskets. Um, But for the past definitely five years, I have focused on this self-development work. And this is really just the root of where we should begin as we begin to heal. But can't wait for you guys to listen to the episode. Definitely contact Gabby at the Jupiter Circle on Instagram if you want to work with her. She has tons of different workshops and strategy days and a mastermind that you can uh, you can work with her in those capacities. But I'm sure she'd be happy to talk to you if you have any questions. So here we go. Let's listen to me and Gabby. So I'm here with Gabby Guzman, uh, the founder of the Jupiter Circle, and thank you so much for being here today with I'm me. I'm so excited to dive into this. I'm so excited, <laughs> and we've already been talking for like 20 minutes, catching up and everything, but I found out about you about a year ago, I think, from a girl in my yoga class uh-huh. that was talking to me about like entrepreneur groups and um, ways to connect with other entrepreneurs. And she sent me your website and I saw it and I was like, oh, I need to do something with here. (laughs) So I think I started with Brand New Mornings, but then you and I have done, I've done your, um, like the one day branding, the group strategy day. And then I've done a couple of your social media workshops too, which are all awesome. And uh, I really want to talk about, I was just telling you before that like you are a person that really embodies who you are and I don't think you hold back any part of yourself in your business or in your life, and yeah. it's really apparent. And I want you to kind of walk us through how you got to that point and how you, kind of what you do now and what brought you to, to do this type of work. So it's interesting because I guess I'll start with just the idea of starting my own business, which for a lot of people, they've had this urge that they wanted to be an entrepreneur like their whole life and they knew it. I had no clue. Like I was comfortably, uh, had a director level job at an agency. I really loved my paycheck and my company provided health insurance. Yep. <laughs> like, I was in a really comfortable place. And For many years, I was married to a musician, so it was almost like I had that role of being the quote-unquote responsible one, and I felt very comfortable with it. Um, But, you know, living in Miami, I had moved to Miami recently, and there was a moment where I didn't want to be at that agency anymore, and I realized that there were so many people, first of all, like, 
didn't really find another agency in Miami that I wanted to be at. And I just realized that there were so many people around me that were doing the kind of work that I was doing. Um, and they were uh, employed, self-employed. So I realized, like, you know what? Like, entrepreneurship seems to be like a bigger thing here in Miami. Like, let me just go for it. Mm-hmm. So with very little savings yeah. and a, being a single mother, I decided that I was going to jump into entrepreneurship and just see how it went. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was essentially kind of just a leap of faith, really. Um, I mean, so much has happened since then. My, my business started as an agency because that's the business model that I knew and understood. But I think for so long, for the past um, almost three years now, it's been evolving as I evolve. And that's one of the most beautiful things about having your own business is that you have permission to bring all of yourself into it. Mm. And um, as I've evolved and as I've realized that my my purpose really is to work with women and help empower women, um, the business has evolved with me. And even like the things that I'm talking about and the ways that I'm working with women to help them um, own their stories and to help them tell them in, in their own power, that's been such a big part of how the Do Better Circle has evolved to what it is today. Yeah, and I love you even incorporated feng shui yes. into it, yeah. which is a whole other thing that I'm super interested in oh too. That it's like so fascinating. And I read about it too on like the Bagua yes. and all of this yeah. stuff, but um, we can talk about that later if yeah. anything. But um, you really attract the type of woman mm-hmm. that is aligned to you. Like, I feel like going to not only like your paid stuff, even like your free stuff that yeah. you would do like brand new mornings and like that summer soiree that you did, yeah. you just bring, a, and I've lived in Miami a while, yeah. like my whole life, except for grad school and college. Um, and I have like my group of friends that I knew from when I was younger, yeah. but the type of women that you bring and attract into your groups are amazing. So what do you think and I feel like a lot of people hear that, like, yeah. oh, you're, you'll attract yes. your client, you'll yes. attract people to you, to you. What does that mean? And yes. how do you begin to do that if somebody's wondering? To me, this is such a testament to uh, knowing who you are and showing up true to that period of the story. Like, that's all I do. Mm-hmm. I've gotten clear about who I am and the things that I believe and what I'm about and the impact that I want to make. And I make sure to show up consistently with my community in talking about that story and in exchanging with them in a conversation and the right people are showing up. Like it, it sounds so oversimplified and I would, I think the more that I do it, the more I see it and I'm still amazed at this myself. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, I want to be best friends with everybody. I know, right? Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. And then you have... The result is, like, for instance, last week we had that Abundant Soul Conversations event and, like, 25 women showed up and, like, you could feel the vibe in that room. It was so delicious. It was just like, oh, my God, like, I want to sit here. Like, can we just make a retreat of it and just stay all weekend? (laughs) It was really cool, but that's all it is. It's know who you are and show up in alignment to those values, to that impact, to just what you believe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it really goes back to like not forcing yeah. things. That's like another big part of it too. I think like in general, not only in business, but even like with food and trying to 
heal yourself um, from past stuff or whatever. It's not something that you can try hard at. And that's what people do. And that's like what we're taught in society, I think. Like, oh, try harder, push harder, um, exercise harder, diet harder, you know, like network like crazy to to reach your clients. And it's funny because that stuff, like we were talking about before, brings a type of energy that it probably wouldn't attract the type of person that um you know is aligned with you so the next thing I kind of want to talk about is like that trust in kind of just being yourself like you were just saying like that trust in being yourself and trusting that because it sounds like consciously you knew that that like if you stand in your power and you do what is true to you that mm-hmm. people are going to come but that's hard yes, to trust yes. especially at the beginning like when you need to make money completely so how can people develop that trust in themselves i mean i remember the i will say like the times in my business like there's been sort of milestones in the past three years where i've noticed a shift where it's like it's like i, I feel like i've skyrocketed financially personally like in a lot of respects and it's been the moments where i've just buckled down not looked at what anybody else is doing and just like said i'm gonna do my thing my way and like whatever happens it's mine um and i've been in those moments really good with my rituals really trusting my own intuition and just letting that drive me and push me even when i didn't even know how it was going to turn out right so there's been those moments where like i trust my intuition i buckle down and i do the thing and i take the risk and it's paid off 10 times fold every time and one of the like sort of simple ways that I've the women that I work with um, I always recommend that they do is and I remember even you and I having this conversation once about like what if you just showed a side by side of like you know you before and you now and, yeah. and actually walk people through that story yeah. and sort of everybody has a version of that right everybody has a story to tell everybody has a struggle that they've overcome Mm-hmm. And I think when when they share those stories, especially women that have never done it, they share it, the post blows up because yes. what happens in the people that receive that post, they're like, oh my God, me too. Oh my God, yes. I relate. Oh my God, she's like me. Oh my God, I feel that too. And look how brave she is that she said it out loud. Maybe I can say it out loud. Yeah. So you start automatically inspiring, automatically connecting with other people. And I think you're standing in your truth and your power, but you're also being part of a community in that moment. Yeah. And so, so much can happen with just being a little bit brave, right? Like, what if you just get as brave as you can and just posted something about your story and just watch what happens? Yes. And and I think for so many of us, uh, I know that I was in this place yeah. a year ago, probably um, definitely in the past. Like, I feel like, in terms of sharing, we can share, Glennon Doyle says we share from, or we should share from the scar and not yes. from the wound. Yes. So like, I totally believe in like taking your time to heal the thing yes. before you do it. But even after that's happened, cause like in the case for me, it's been like 10 years yeah. that um, my story, that I've been uh, healed from mm-hmm. like stuff that I went through in the past. Um, but it's still, I think, and I think for a lot of people too, it can be almost like a source of shame. Like, yeah. oh my God, like, I'm so weird. I went through this yeah. thing. No one else is like me. No one else has done these things. But in actually speaking it out loud, which is the thing we're scared to do, like yes. Brene Brown says, like, 
shame cannot survive being spoken. Exactly. Exactly. You know? No, completely. I mean, you realize that you're part of a community and that everybody has their own quote unquote problem, issue, pro- thing they've overcome, right? And everybody attaches shame to it. And it's up to us to, to remove it. Yeah. To shed light on it. Yeah. Yes. And, and to really trust again that, yeah. that it's going to be for the greater good of yourself. And I remember you telling me, like, if you start sharing deeper, yeah. then it's probably going to help you heal as well. Completely. You know? And that provided me a different level of healing yeah besides like self and therapy and whatever else yeah, you know? I've, I've started to i don't i mean this is something that i feel like i haven't fully kind of processed yet but i definitely feel like there's something that's just naturally occurring for me personally when when i share about my story it's like when i write in a journal right like if you help it helps you process mm-hmm. um what happened and sort of like the lessons and so to me kind of like a step two would be sharing on instagram yeah and then it it empowers me every time it's almost like every time that i share there about my story i'm recommitting to my vision i'm recommitting to my community i'm recommitting to all of it like it's almost part of a ritual uh, mm-hmm. and it's such a different way of seeing quote unquote social media yes. than like this thing that you have to do this thing to cross off the list yeah. like what if it actually made you feel more empowered and what if it made you feel more like yourself yeah like how cool would that be right yes, yes. and even better if you can make a business a hundred percent a hundred percent and and it's just it just becomes part of your full story which is a big part of the reason why people are going to connect with you and want to work with you yes Yes. And this, I think, also translates even for people that might not want to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, um, because I think even that is not for everybody. Yes. Like I used to think like, oh, um, if you just have an idea and you work hard, then you can just be an entrepreneur. But I think it's something that's like in your blood. Totally. Like because there's a lot of hard stuff that goes along yes. with it too. Yes. So it's like. Uh, I think it's just about honoring who you really are. Yeah. It's like the same thing, honoring who you really are yeah. and trusting that things are going to unfold. It's been fascinating because there's been more and more there's been women coming to group strategy day that are, you know, they have a pretty steady job that they love and they just feel like, like I just have something to share. Yeah. Like I have a story to tell. I have something to share. And they sit there and they work on it from the standpoint of their personal brand of like how they're going to share that story and how they're going to step into themselves. And it doesn't necessarily always have to do with making a business out of it. Yes. At least not immediately, right? Exactly. And Mm -hmm. because then that would put this pressure. Exactly. And like the desperation, which I think is another thing that Elizabeth Gilbert says. Oh my God, girl. You and I have the same brain. Yes. Like don't put the pressure on your art to feed you. Yes. At least not at the beginning. I know. I know. (laughs) Exactly. Like I'm getting chills thinking that because I used to think like, oh, if I just like put my stuff out there Mm. and... If I like, I could paint and sell that, you know, but yeah. it doesn't, I think it's really creativity is all about like the process mm-hmm. of it and yes. not exactly the end point, yes. you know, it's like what you get by showing up totally. to your creativity uh, and by really honoring like that part of yourself. Yes. And that also has to do with like intuition, yeah. which is another thing, like, especially with food, I really Mm -hmm. tell people and like body image and stuff. I really tell people like, 
trust yourself, trust your intuition, but like people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? When you even say that, they have no idea what that means, how to foster it, how to tap in, how to listen. So what do you think about that in terms of like, how can people begin to develop a sense of intuition to listen to that thing that's inside of them? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's about allowing little moments of stillness throughout your day. Like if this is all completely new to you, um, just like take a couple of deep breaths once in a while and and just have have little moments of stillness where you're listening to that voice inside you that is the voice that um that is the voice of your intuition one of the things that i always um i love to talk about is is the difference between you know exciting excitement and anxiety right like if it's fear coupled with excitement then it's a good thing and if it's fear coupled with anxiety then maybe like i don't know yes right because i think oftentimes things that are really good for us feel scary and and we might not be sure that we are ready to take that jump but there's something inside of us telling us that we should and if we stop fighting that something inside of us then it stops feeling scary and then it just feels like what you absolutely have to do period yeah then maybe like i i mean like even just to foster it and like everyday things like you know like from a food standpoint like go to the supermarket and if you're picking between two avocados like which one are you gonna pick yeah. you know like like yeah. have little tiny moments in your day where you where you're like what is the right path and i think you start honing like a or b which one's yeah. for me and and like and then just once you made the decision let it go you know that's another really big yeah. one yeah. it's like trust that you made the best decision that you could at the time with what you knew mm-hmm. and move forward like I was driving over here and for some reason I was thinking about like this time last year, I was like, I'm such a mess, like dating the wrong people, oh. like so the wrong people. Uh-huh. And it was just like, it's, it's, it feels like it was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Like everything I've been through oh, last year and it, and it was just a matter of like, and, and I was thinking about the memory with anxiety. And then I was like, no, like I made the best decision at the time with what I knew. And actually those bad decisions were catalysts for a transformation. So I'm so grateful for those bad decisions. And sometimes we need to go through that. Exactly. It's not about like perfection. It's about like, and I think another point too, is that like when we're looking for growth or we're growth minded people, it's going to hurt. Yes. You know, it's going to feel like shit. Yeah. Like, and that's not something anybody wants to talk about, no. but it is yeah. still completely worth it. I know. I know. Yes. It's yes. crazy. But like with what you said about like the fear, yeah. fear and excitement, yes. getting to that next step yes. always kind of involves feeling like crap yes. or just like feeling like, oh, like that, know. you know, that type it's of. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. Yes. It's not supposed to be easy to, like, make the transition. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I recently have been putting out, um, like, I put out this free school. Mm -hmm. I'm launching something tomorrow online. And I was scared shitless the past month. Like, I was, like, totally, like, I put out, like, this this food freedom school that I was doing. And I wanted to, like, my stomach was like in complete knots the day that I pulled out but I had been wanting to do it for a really long time yeah and I think as humans our default is to be like no 
Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want to feel this. Like, let me go back mm-hmm. to the comfortable thing. Yeah. You know, the thing yeah. that leaves me in my comfort zone. Exactly. But I think getting out of the comfort zone and even like for you taking the leap to entrepreneurship yeah. and everything um, and shifting your business as it goes along that we have to be comfortable yeah. with the discomfort and even like the past bad stuff that might have happened to us. It all made us who we are right Completely. now. There was a reason for all of it. Yes. Yes. Totally. Yes. Which I really encourage people to get out of their comfort zones. And I think that there's like this, like you can either be controlling yeah. or you can be trusting. Mm-hmm. And especially like for perfectionists, like me, yeah. I'm like a total recovering perfectionist. Yeah. But like, even like with my past, like food and body stuff, looking for somebody else and having somebody else tell me what to do and what to eat or whatever, um, gave me a sense of control because yes. it's like, okay, that is easier because someone then else is telling me then it. I don't have to think about it. 100%. I don't have to tap into my intuition. hundred percent. So yeah. how does that translate into like your life and what oh, you do? Completely. I feel like one of the biggest things, and I just, it's sort of like I've been doing it, but I just recently like realized like I've been doing this, yeah. um, is that one of the things that I'm helping women do is a even understand the concept of their own intuition and then help them hone it and mm. and listen to it. Um, one of the things that I do, for example, for my masterminds is I, I buy every woman a set of these beautiful um, oracle cards. Mm. And, and as part of a closing ceremony, the first time that we meet, everybody pulls a card. After we've had a whole day of like strategizing and talking about our businesses and you know, these women like have all made an investment in themselves and it's it's the thing that's gonna that's the thing, it's a big deal. For a lot of them, it's the way they're feeding their children. It's like it's a big deal. And you know, it's this lifelong purpose that they're fulfilling. And like the tears come, right? And it's like and and I always tell them there's a reason why you pulled that card. There's a reason that, that card resonated with you right now in this moment. There's a message that you need to receive. And yes, there are different tools, but at the end of the day, it's about them remembering that they have all the answers within themselves. Like I really, that I keep pushing for that because even like the instinct of what to write, I mean, I'm so conscious of the way that I work with women to be really about them discovering their own creativity, their own intuition, their own brilliance. Like I can offer up general strategies but I want them to pick and choose. I don't want them to take my words like dogma of like, and these are the five steps. No, No. like maybe you want steps two and four and maybe you do something remarkable and you change the game completely. Like who am I to tell you like, this is the only way that you can do it and succeed. So, so, and I think I putting that onus and that responsibility on them to be more active in the building of their own business and the telling of their own story, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and, and sometimes we need somebody like you or someone that will sort of guide us. Yes. Not exactly tell us what to do, mm-hmm. which I really love. Like in your workshops, you really ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Instead of uh, just being like, here are the five steps yeah. that you can follow to do whatever. Yeah. You know, so you really facilitate that autonomy. Yes. Because I think for you too and for me, like, it's not my goal to work with people forever. Yes. Like, I'll work with you for a time, Mm -hmm. you know, and like you two, you teach, like, and you ask questions and you facilitate this growth. Yeah. But you 
empower people by knowing, like by knowing that they know the, or making them realize that they know yes. the answers. And yes. oftentimes I think like people don't think they know the answers. Exactly. Even like, I think sometimes like, Oh, more in the past, not so much anymore because going through all of this stuff, I've really learned like yeah. to trust myself, but I'd be like, Oh, I can't make this decision. I have to ask this person Yeah. or I have to ask this person to tell me what to do. And even like with what you were saying about the Oracle cards, we know that like we interpret it our own way yeah you know so it's just everybody has it within them completely to know all of the answers about like their bodies about the way they eat about mm -hmm. their businesses about mm -hmm. their lives um but again it goes back to like getting quiet yeah and trusting yeah um, recently you've been talking a lot about abundance yes and I love that whole topic and that's another like dichotomy too, like abundance versus scarcity yes and I kind of think as humans you can tell me if you agree like I think our default is scarcity yeah well that's that's how we that's how society at least Western society brings us up mm -hmm. right I mean I am an immigrant myself and I came to the US like with a student visa and I needed a work visa like it, it was like I need to hustle and and conform to these norms so that I can stay here and so I can build a life here like it was not coming from a place of like my true abundance and yeah. you know like all of this stuff that has evolved like almost 20 years after moving here um, but I think a big big part of that conversation which leads nicely from what we we're talking about is what are you willing to face about yourself and what are you willing to let go of? And you can talk about abundance until you've talked about that. And like, I'll tell you, like last year, I had so many moments like crying on the floor because last year was like my year of work. Oh, yeah, know? we all have those, yeah. And I had so many moments like sitting on the floor crying, like how many more goddamn layers do I have I to know. <laughs> I know. Like I thought I would be done by I now. Know, you I know, know. Like, <laughs> Like how much more crap yes. is there still in me that I have been like subconsciously screwing myself over time and time again. Like it is not an easy pill to swallow to accept that you have been the cause oh my God. of your own bullshit. I relate to that. And <laughs> I even tell you. Right? But it, there's so much. If you're the dichotomy of that moment, right? Like there's so much like frustration in that but in the same vein then you turn around it's like wait um so if i had the power to mess it up i can fix it yeah <laughs> you know like i am also the one that can like completely let this go right now and be empowered and be a different human yeah you know like you don't need anybody else's help mm -hmm. so there's so much kind of frustration and sadness but also so much power in that moment Yes. yes. And, and that goes back to too, like it's uncomfortable. Yes. And you have to be willing to, because like we go through life, especially like, I feel like our subconscious develops when we're little mm -hmm. and teenagers, like zero to 14, yeah. I think are the ages. And like, what do we know then? Yeah. Like we don't know anything back then. We're just like fed messages. We might go through a trauma yeah. or whatever. And it's like, if you don't look at that mm -hmm. and look at and deal with yes appropriately um and honor that part of yourself mm -hmm. uh with like 
compassion and love most of the time it's like i don't want to look at that yeah i can't go there yeah. it's too ugly and it's, it's the so shame scary again. it's the shame yeah. yeah and um i encourage everybody to do this work because yeah. that's been kind of like what i've been working on for like the past i don't know maybe four years yeah and it really happened it really started to happen for me on another level when i got into my last relationship yes. the one that i'm in now yes because then it's like Oh hey, now now I have to tell you everything about yeah. why I am the way that I am and I started doing yoga, like a really intense type of yoga like uh 3 years ago. Yeah. So all of that coupled with like an hour and a half of yoga every day and meditation, mm-hmm. I just felt like shit. Yeah. And I was like, why like this is suppo- I'm doing yoga, I'm doing all the right stuff. I'm in this awesome relationship, but all of this stuff is like coming up and like you crying yeah. and I'm like I'm doing everything right yes it's like everything on the surface so yes. why does it feel yes. like crap but I really encourage people to to try to do that yeah. and you also talk a lot about like the shadow yes which I guess is this yes completely well. completely it's I mean since I I've been doing feng shui I think a nice way to a nice analogy to it is like if you had this room in your house that's really important to you, but it's completely cluttered up and you can barely open the door. Like until you unclutter that room, you can't decorate it and make it as beautiful as you want. Wow. Like That's what if you start like putting up beautiful mirrors, but you can't even walk in it because it's so full of crap, like it's not going to work. Yeah. And so one of the most powerful things that I learned, and there's this woman, her name is Carolyn Elliott, and she's phenomenal. Oh and she, she's the witch lady? Yes, yes the witch. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, she's incredible. But she, I learned through her how to think about shadow and how to actually embrace shadow. Because we were talking about resistance. And I think the most powerful thing I did last year was say like, oh, I actually like really like that feeling Right as I'm about to do my finances every month of not knowing if I'm going to be able to pay everything off. I really like that anxiety of um, spending more money than I have. I really enjoy and get such a kick out of feeling like I never have enough money. Like I adore that. It's awesome. Mm. I see you, Shadow. I see you. And like, you're good. We're good. Like, just literally, what if for... 30 seconds you stopped fighting it and just saw it and like without judgment and fully embracing of it as any other part of you right just as much as I embrace the part that loves her son I embrace the part that like loves financial anxiety and so like saying that here's the magical thing that happens like all of a sudden there's this giant weight that's lifted off of your shoulders all of a sudden this thing that looked huge and insurmountable is like tiny yeah and now i can see it and i can deal with it and all of a sudden it starts fading and all of a sudden there's room for me to be like oh no you know what i am going to manifest the the money that i need and i am going to sit down i'm actually excited to sit down and think about my budget for the month i'm actually excited to think about investing because i'm investing from a place of strength not from a place of fear in my business like all of that makes way to that, but you have to see your crap first. Yeah. You have to see it and you have to acknowledge it without judgment. Which is hard. Like I feel like some people wouldn't even know what, yeah. what their stuff is. Yeah. It's like yeah. you operate on autopilot Completely. and it's like you could go your whole life yes. like that. Yes. I mean, it's really just like, what are the parts of you that you think you hate? 
what if just as an exercise you started saying that you love them you stopped fighting them and you started saying that you love the parts of you that you think you hate so whether it is like I know that I'm overweight but I actually love eating fast food in the car you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I love that (laughs) so much right like stop fighting it because not fighting it is part of the transition Mm -hmm. you know it's part of how you're going to get past it if you keep resisting it it gets bigger and bigger and bigger Yes, and this tra- that resistance yeah. is a. Fo- I don't know if you've read The War of Art. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. Like when I read that book, I was like, "He is in my life. Yeah. Like this guy's like spying on me, yeah. doing all of these." I should read it, read that one. Yes, it's so good. I mean, I think I'll always refer back to it. That yeah. one and his other book, Turning Pro. Yeah, where he talks about like the amateur and the pro. Wow, that like the amateur, you know could be so many different things like the amateur tries to force things the amateur is desperate the amateur um tries to uh avoid what he knows he must do and the pro just does it yeah accepts the crappy parts of himself like Mm -hmm. you're saying he just does it so that's a whole other thing and that goes back to creativity and everything because it's like i feel like we're always going to feel that resistance yes and we have to, I think, consciously, like I feel like a lot of people don't do things sometimes because they're like, I don't feel like it, I don't yeah. want to, yeah. I feel lazy, but it's like you have to be active yes. in the, all of the things that you do in order to reach that next level Completely. Of, Completely. of who you're gonna be. And, and it is part of that process because I have found that, it's like in that example, planning my finances was something that would bring me so much dread like I would procrastinate the heck out of that but all of a sudden I was excited to do it when I woke up and accepted my shadows around money yes you know all of a sudden I did get off the couch and I did it and I now have finance Fridays where every Friday I look at my money and I look Mm. at how much money I'm bringing in how much money I'm spending and I just, I'm getting clear and I, in the middle of the month, decide, okay, how much more money do I need to manifest the last two weeks of this month in order to like be good yeah. and save and you know what I mean? Like yes. get really, really clear. Yeah. And manifesting is a whole other yes. thing. Yes. And there's so much like talk about it. Yeah. Like, and I'm not really in agreement and, um, in agreement with like the typical not like the typical um way that it's described which mm-hmm. is just like you think of your money and then the money's going to show up mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like the typical secret yes. or whatever else yes. i think that it does kind of have to do with that but like there's so much more it's like to an it. ace of the story it's yeah it, <laughs> but i feel like people are sitting around dreaming yeah. of their perfect houses yeah. doing nothing and expecting them to come completely so what do you think about like that whole process i mean one of the things that um feng shui has given me a really beautiful framework to think about manifesting and it's through setting intentions mm. but again it goes back to that full process like you have to you know kind of it's kind of like a, a framework of everything we've talked about. You, you find the stillness within you. You learn to trust your intuition. You learn to understand, acknowledge, and celebrate the crap, your shadows. And then you give space for that moment to be difficult, to be uncomfortable. 
And then you start getting to a place of worthiness. And then from that place of worthiness, you can manifest and you can set intentions. Because one of the biggest things with manifesting is are you ready to receive it? That's a, that's a whole other thing. That's the whole, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you can try to manifest anything you want, but if your subconscious thinks that you're, like, unworthy and you don't deserve anything, you're not getting shit. No. <laughs> like, uh, right? Yeah. So it's like, if you don't go through all those stages, you don't, can't jump from one to ten. Like, that is impossible. Yes. Um, unless you've done the work. So that's why it's like, we got to start with the work. And, I, and, I, and sometimes I think it's cool... Like, I'm a big believer in magic, so I think it's cool to even say, like, just try to manifest, like, little things throughout your day. Like, you know what? Like, I try to manifest parking spots all the time. That's the best one. That's the yeah. best one, right? Like, yeah. you just, like, sit, like I close my eyes before I leave. I'm, you know, I'm going to find a good parking spot within one block of where I'm going, and I find it, right? So it shows you that it's possible, right? But then maybe there's a part of your life where you struggle whether it's love or finances or food or whatever it is and you have to understand that it's not going to be as easy to manifest in that part of your life and now you understand okay so that's the part of my life where I need to do that hard work maybe my business comes really easily to me and love is the hard thing right like know that about yourself because in some parts of your life you may be able to move through those phases fairly quickly and in others it's going to take you like 10 years yes and know that, right? Like, and know it's okay. that. And you're, you're in the. I would always be like, every time I call like my medium or like anybody a psychic, like I, the thing I wanted to know at the end of the day is like, I'm, am I on the path? Yes. Like, have I veered out of the path? And I knew the answer to always anyway. But I was like asking, getting yes. that affirmation of like, I don't want you to tell me like what's gonna happen. I I know what I'm walking towards. I just want like confirmation that I am like still in it and I am on the path, right? That was it. Yeah. And I feel like part of that whole thing too is being okay without the thing. Yes. You know? Completely. I feel like that's not something that's really talked about either because we can focus, focus, focus. I want this. I want this. I want this. I won't be okay without it. But part of receiving it in your life is being like... I'm cool without this thing. Yeah. I'm whole and worthy. Completely. Like a whole and worthy person already. Yes. And I feel like having that attitude calls the thing in. Yes. Um, and, and a big part of what you were saying too is the re- receiving yes. of it. Yes. I mean, there's something very, um, very real, like a quantum physics real explanation of why what you just said is true is because you literally step into the energy of what if you already had it, right? Which you talk about this. And it helps you understand if this thing that you want, you want it for the right reasons or not, right? Yeah. So like, to give you like a super clear example, I had some friends feng shui my place and ended up replacing my bed. But I, I ended up thinking like, okay, like what if I, if I was already as successful as I want to be? And I already had like the relationship with my dreams um, and I was like sleeping well and everything like what bed would I have and I went out and I bought that bed mm-hmm. and and it and it was a symbolic but an incredibly powerful thing because like now this is what my bedroom looks like like now I am embodying and already existing in the energy of what I'm trying to attract 
And so already my energy is aligned with that energy of future me yes. that's going to bring it. It's not like competing. It's not yeah. like I'm waiting to have this relationship so I can get a nice bed. No, fuck it. That, yeah, that is yeah. mine. Exactly. I own it. It is know? my birthright. It yeah. is mine. Yes. Yeah. And I think another thing that goes along with this too is the fact that like sometimes we can rely yeah. on outside things or goals or like when I get or do blank, yes, then I'll be okay, and then I'll be happy, and, and then, then I'll be happy. Yeah, and I've had to learn this lesson mm-hmm. like so many times in so many different aspects. I, I feel like we all learn it I know. every time. Every time, but it's like I thought that like once I got my master's degree, then mm-hmm. I would be like a complete person. Yeah, and I remember like oh, once I have a boyfriend, like yeah. that is um, you know somebody that I want to be with, then everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And it's disappointing because then those things happen and you're like, oh my God, I, I still feel like shit. Yeah. And that happens a lot like with weight loss mm-hmm. and with like the, um, in our society too, there's this like, uh, we have to have the perfect body yeah. and everything. But then people will do really extreme things uh, in order to get there and then yeah. they get there and it's the same thing and they feel just as bad they feel just as bad or worse because they're like but I was told this thing was going to fix me yeah and and make me complete yeah. and whole and and it didn't yeah. you know and that's so disappointing mm-hmm. you know um yeah. but I think it's so true what you said that you have to feel that first yeah and and I mean and like for your like it, we are taught from like the beginning it's so sad especially as women like our sense of worth is so tied to external beauty standards and how the world thinks we should look yeah and not only it's like and then it's reinforced every second of every day oh my god we don't even have to step outside for that to like keep being fed to us and it takes so much strength and so much consciousness and so many like strong female role models to keep you at a place of like no actually like what do you want to wear today yeah and what would you want to eat today that would make you feel good and and how do you feel when you feel good like what is that even right that's different for everybody completely and sort of like just listening to yourself like that concept for women is revolutionary it is it well, coming really, from really is. a society of oppression yeah, and misogyny and everything. Completely. So, so yeah, I mean, there's so much power in just like starting to define some of those things for yourself and realizing that if you're making decisions off of what other people think, like it's never going to be good enough. Never. You're never going to feel complete. The whole is never going to go away. No. And I think it's important that we honor that whole yeah. and realize that we all have it. Yes. You know, and we can try to fill it with yes. so many different things that never work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the filling of that whole comes down to this work that we're talking about. Yes. You know? Yes. And I was just telling you, too, that when I first met you and knowing you now for like about a year, I can tell that you're a person that has done the work. Yes. You know, because I'm like, she just has such a good energy. And um, you can just, I feel like when you're a person that's done it, you can tell in other people that they're aware and they can be present. And there's not this like, I don't know how to describe the energy. It's, um, 
uh, constipated yeah, almost, yeah. you know? I mean, it's about alignment. It, it, yes. Yeah, like when you're when you're comfortable in your own skin. Exactly. When you're not ashamed to talk about the hard stuff yeah. and the real stuff. Yes. Um, when you're not operating from a place of what are people going to think or what are people going to say, but you're just operating from a place of like, this is me. Yeah. That's, I'm okay with that. Yes. And I'm not for everybody and that's cool too. That is cool too. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is, what are like some of the things that you did yeah. in order to, I know you kind of touched on them a little bit, but in order to like some of the practical things to see and to, um, to actually do this work yeah. to uncover those layers yeah I mean there was so much um, and I think that for everybody I would just recommend that there's to me like the biggest principle is let go of what doesn't serve you and make room to create and to to create the life you desire but you have to let go of what doesn't serve you first mm-hmm. and sort of like to me that's this natural loop that we will continue to go through like, I went through it hardcore last year, um, and maybe I get a chill year, please, God, this year. Um, but in the future, I have no doubt that this will continue to resurface in my life in different aspects, right? Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, for me, the tools that worked were, um, first of all, just acknowledging things that I was curious and passionate about and going after those things and really diving into them. And one of them was Feng Shui, which Mm. provided, I mean, for people that don't know, Feng Shui is this 3,000 year old Chinese art of placement. And the basic principle of Feng Shui is that everything around us holds energy, whether it's, you know, the plants, um, the four walls around your house, the, the box with the letters from your old boyfriend, and you know the lamp that your mother-in-law gave you that you hate but you keep it around for guilt like all of that holds energy um and acknowledging that and using that and placing things with intention so that you can affect parts of your different parts of your life so for me that feng shui is a tool that i practice regularly in my own home um really impacted my growth and so i'll give you like a really clear example um I had a, I did a lot of work last year when it came to like romantic relationships, right? And there's this thing in Feng Shui called the Bagua map where there's these different areas of your home that represent different areas of your life. Mm-hmm. And so if I wanted to work on my relationships, there's a love and relationships corner, right? And I was like, but the thing is, the odd part is that's not where I needed to work. The first place that I needed to work is a part called fame and reputation. And the name is misleading because what fame and reputation comes down to is respect. Like, do others see you with respect and do you see you with respect? And so I set an intention first in my fame and reputation corner about I want to see myself with respect and I want to be treated by men in romantic situations with respect. Mm. And so, and I even set the intention, like, if somebody's not going to come at me with respect, like, I don't even want to see them. Yeah. (laughs) Like, goodbye. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? So that was first thing. And after a few months of that intention, then I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm being treated with respect, but I'm not being smart about relationships. So I went to my skills and knowledge area. And then I set, a, and then I set an intention around relationships. Because typically, like, skills and knowledge is like, oh, like, I'm doing a master's degree and I want to set an intention so everything goes well. Like, you could be smarter about anything in your life. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I need to set an intention there about being smarter about relationships. 
And then only when I felt like that was complete, then did I set an intention in the love and relationships corner to like attract my person. But I had to go through the motions yeah. of the different pieces of it. You know what I mean? Yes. I couldn't just jump into attracting because I wasn't ready to receive it. Exactly. So, yes. And that's why, like, we could have a whole other podcast just about romantic relationships. Completely. Like, it's like yes. bringing them in, keeping them, yes. what yes. you learn in them, how that other person is a mirror. Completely. Um, but I find what you just said so interesting. Yeah. I have never heard it yeah. said like that. Like, I kind of knew about the Bagua, but I was just like, okay, in every home has this areas yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then you set your intentions, like you said. Mm-hmm. But that is such, like, a practical Completely. and, like, visual. And visual. That's the beautiful part about it. Like, for me, it was, like, so I'll, I'll tell you guys. I'll give you a legend. Like, mm-hmm. the thing that I, like, I used, in, like, a picture to set these intentions and it was like I literally thought, like, who is a couple that I absolutely admire and adore that I would want to emulate? And I found this picture of Barack and Michelle Obama. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and that is the photo that has been like traveling my house. <laughs> and like literally it became like if Michelle Obama was like a 37-year-old businesswoman, single mom, mm-hmm. would she give this man the time of day? Right? Yeah, like, what yeah, would yeah. Michelle do? Yeah. <laughs> like, and that is how I started, like, running my romantic life, is what love Michelle do. Yeah. And it, it did not fail me. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that goes along, too, with, like, you need to be ready yes. to receive the things, and you have to shift maybe what you are thinking of yourself in, yeah. in certain areas of your life. And that goes back to, or I think is rooted in worthiness. Completely. Which you wrote an email newsletter a couple weeks ago or several weeks ago that was like, I don't want crumbs Yeah. anymore. Yeah. Which like, I saw that and again, I related to it yeah. so much because especially like with business and relationships, mm-hmm. when I first started, I was like, oh, I'll just take what I can get. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if this person respects me, yeah. as long as they give me money, as long as they will kiss me or mm-hmm. say I love you, yeah. I'm just gonna take it. Like that's all I that, deserve. That's all I deserve. Because, and I didn't know any other way. Yeah. Like I really didn't even know that I was thinking that. I didn't know that I deserved more. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I could ask yes, for, for more. That I that, that is my birthright yes. as like a human, that I could actually create these things in my life. Yes. So like how can we develop a sense of worthiness into yeah. what like, you know, we can accept or we will only accept like the highest regard for yes. ourselves in different aspects. Yes. I mean, I think that that is such a clear, like that's it at the end of the day, right? Yeah. It's about worthiness. But I think that that's just something that will naturally unfold as you're going through this process that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that I actually, like I don't advocate that people do what I did where like one day to the other, you like dramatically quit a job and like <laughs> jump into starting a business. Yes. That's not the ideal scenario. Yeah. Um, Even though that is what we're told. Like yes. from people like, oh, just quit your just job. Just quit your job and, and then, start. Yeah. I think it's a lot healthier to have a planned transition totally. where you at least have some money saved up or you keep a job part-time or you are able to secure, like for me, 
I have one retainer client that I've had for three years. Mm-hmm. I don't want any more of that retainer client, but I love them. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. And they have been able to provide me with a steady income from where I've been able to play and experiment and try things and, and take risks, right? I'm not taking risks with the money that I feed my kid with. Mm-hmm. That money is steady and that business is steady. And so I think that we have to be real in terms of manifesting and worthiness to understand that like day one that you start your business, um, you're not going to already like step into, and now I am in full abundance and yes. worthiness <laughs> and I am going to attract a client that's going to give me a $10,000 retainer. Yeah. And like that's probably not going to happen day one, right? So like allow for like create a little cushion mm-hmm. so that you can go through this process. Yes. A cushion where you are comfortable, where you are playing in your element, where it's not hard. And that cushion is your permission mm-hmm. to explore your self-development. That cushion is your permission to take a risk with your business. That cushion is your permission to, you know, follow your heart where you know the direction is. But sometimes that following that heart, like it's going to take a while. Like I made the decision to work exclusively with women entrepreneurs in January of 2016. So it's been two solid years of like pushing hard on this mm-hmm. and ups and downs and ups and downs before I'm like sitting here like telling you, here's everything I've learned. Yes. But I've been doing the work. It doesn't yep. happen on day one. No. And I think that, like I said, we are told that yes. it can that it can happen. And I think that when I'm into magic yes. as well, I'm yes. super into it. I believe in it. I have seen its effects in my life. But I feel like, like with everything, mm-hmm. you can't be in one extreme or the other. Yeah. Like even with food and bodies, like you can't be starving and exercising mm-hmm. your face off. And then you can't be like, it wouldn't be healthy either to be overeating sedentary. Like yes. you have to find your middle yes. and like with the magic stuff, you have to believe in it, but then you also have to be really practical Yeah, and do the work and do the work to and, do and it. And the part that, the part that is encouraging is that when you are facing your shadows, which I think is the most powerful thing most people can do because that's the that's the thing that most people ignore. Yeah. Um, you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be excited to do things that you've been procrastinating. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you have to be comfortable being in the crap. Yes. Because if you keep pushing it off, it's going to keep coming back. It's like, you know, like I got to a point where I was just like, just I if this thing that I want... The, the intentions that I would set was like, God has helped me release what is holding me back. I wouldn't ask for the thing that I wanted. I would ask mm-hmm. for, for help in the process of acknowledging and releasing my blocks. Yes. And that was a much, much more powerful intention that if I had been like, oh, I want the six-figure business. Oh, I want the perfect relationship. Oh, I want like the beautiful home. Like, no. Yeah. I know that all of that is mine. I've been trying hard and I haven't gotten it. Yes. So help me release what the thing that's blocking me from it. And it all starts with you. Completely. It all starts with that. And I feel like even with people, I feel like money is another thing yeah. that we could probably do a whole yeah. podcast about that as well. But that goes back to, I feel like it starts with the worthiness. Yeah. And for me, it was very hard as I was beginning my like private chef business to 
I wanted to make it something that could sustain me. Yeah. I didn't want to get other jobs. When I started, I was living with my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had just finished grad school. I had no money. Yeah. Um, I had spent it all, like, in my education. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, if I'm going to do this, I am going to trust that, like, clients are going to find me. Um, and asking for an amount of money from a client to like make their meals something really simple i remember being like this is my hourly rate you know like in a question and the guy the client was like that's not how you ask for money oh wow yeah i think you told me that story yes they called you out right away yeah and i was like oh okay and then ever since then i've given myself raises yes every year yes because um, I want this to be part of what sustains me and be practical and mm-hmm. I need to make money. But how can people be strong enough uh, or how can they develop that sense where they feel comfortable yes. asking for what they feel they are worth? Yeah. Not only with money or whatever, but like with everything yeah. and knowing that they deserve that. Yeah. I think it goes back to I, one of the things that I somebody taught me one time was like, um, what if you just of all the people that come across you you know what you're worth what if you convince yourself right before you walk into that meeting that you are really worth that you practice saying it out loud mm-hmm. and you walk even if you're telling everybody else at, like your old price walk into one meeting owning your shit mm-hmm. trusting that you're worth that with your practice little spiel yeah. and you ask for that and see what happens yeah just do it as an experiment. Mm-hmm. If they say no, then you already practice. Yes, yeah, it's good either way. But nine times out of ten, one of the most powerful things I've heard, and this is from the Being Boss Ladies, is money is only as weird as you make it. Mm-hmm. So if you go into that money meeting making money weird, the other people are going to receive that weird energy, also be uncomfortable, also be like, oh, am I, oh, like, so you're setting the tone for that meeting as a person being hired. So you can be like, they, oh, they, they, they're going to be like, oh, so now we're in a combative situation where I'm supposed to smuggle you out of less. Like, you know, like if you start the conversation being like, I'm worth a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're going to be like either okay or they're going to be like, can you be worth a little bit more? Yes. A little more, a little bit less. <laughs> you know, like that's, and, and I'm, tell, I'm saying these words out loud, like I still struggle with this. Oh, like there's things that I do and like sometimes like earlier this year, I changed my prices for, for 2018 for some things. Um, but like I had a conversation with somebody and in the moment of sharing the price, I shared the 2017 price. And and I was just so, and it, you know, we're not perfect. Yeah. Like we always talk about the, like we talk about the things that we need to continue to be learning in our own lives. So I'm, it's not like I'm like, you know, enlightened and yes. I'm over it. Like yeah. I still fall with this too. Yes. It's a big one when you've been behaving a certain way for 36 years, like on year 37, it's not going to all change 100%. Yes. But you're in it, right? Yeah. Like you're openly on the path to acknowledging it. Like that didn't just happen and I like closed my eyes and pretended it didn't happen. No, I'm here talking about it. Exactly. I'm like shedding a light on it. Yeah. So that hopefully next time I don't do it, you know? Exactly. And I think it's important to say too that like, Uh, two things like we teach what we need to learn yes we teach what is closest to us so we can I think in the long run heal ourselves a little bit more through the process yes um and that there isn't we're never going to get to a point where we are like even though we're doing the work 
we're in it. Yeah. We teach this. We practice this. There's never gonna get a. We're never gonna get to a point when we are an enlightened being. We're done. Yeah, we're never done. We. I still have shitty thoughts sometimes, yeah. but I think that it's like about like how are you gonna respond to that? Yes. Yes. It's like because the mind is like a monkey and it's gonna latch on and it's gonna identify with the ego and yeah. whatever else. But like, how are you gonna respond to that? Are you gonna let it rule your life? Mm-hmm. Are you going to develop another voice? that can say no to that that can um argue with it to say like shut up like i don't this isn't even true like before that voice would bring me down completely and now i have like a trampoline that i can just like bounce it off bounce it back up and my yoga teacher gave me an analogy one time that was so profound yeah because i dealt with like a lot of like um you know, unworthiness and not valuing myself. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what if you protected yourself and loved yourself? Like with the ferocity of a lioness protecting her cub or like a mother protecting her child. Yeah. What if that was like, what if you protected yourself? And I was like, Whoa, that's like not what I've been doing, Mm -hmm. you know, but like Mm -hmm. that instinct it's instinctual for us. And I think our default to worry and to doubt ourselves. Yeah. But if we can be like, catch it yes. and protect ourselves like that, I think it's so powerful. Completely. Completely. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about your self-care. Yes. And like practices of self-love as well. Because yeah. I think that you can develop a self-care practice because of your feelings of self-love. And I think that self-care is not just like manicures or uh, like massages because that how often does that happen like like you're only caring yourself for yourself like one hour every other week or whatever yeah I really feel like it goes deeper yeah and I know that your practices probably do so I'm just curious yes I mean I there's so much that I consider self-care in my life because I one of the things that I have learned for sure is that the weeks that I take better care of myself, the months that I take better care of myself, I make more money. Yeah, yeah. Like, period. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if I start getting stressed out, rather than working harder, I actually like go get a Reiki session, mm-hmm. or I go get my hair done. Like, immediately changes. Yeah. Because it's it's what we were saying. All of a sudden, you're stepping into a place of ease, of abundance, of it's gonna be okay. Right? Like your energy is in that space. And even if you are freaking out about something, if you allow yourself 90 minutes of pleasure, your body is rewired to then receive it, to then receive good things. But for me, um, it's been interesting that I'm sitting here with you because 2018, one of my goals has been to start cooking. Oh, and uh, yeah, we got to talk about it. I really wanted to to start making my own food. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that was one of the things that always like was like the last thing as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And and I and it's been beautiful to plan my meals on Sundays and to buy the things I need and to, you know, cook on Sunday evenings for the week and then make smaller healthy meals throughout. Like it's changed my life. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. And, you know, I still eat out, but I make healthier choices when I eat out. Mm-hmm. And it's feeling really good. Another thing that I do is I have my Pilates class on 
Monday mornings Mm -hmm. and I make it on Monday mornings I make it purposely like the first thing I do with my week so that I can't push it off or or like blow it off right like it's like no it's the first thing I do so I don't have anything else going on yeah Mm -hmm. um so I really trick myself into doing these things because I can easily fall into like forget everything else right it's active it's like active stuff to do completely and then the other thing that I do is that um when I snooze my phone in the morning that snooze time is a meditation time and it's 10 minutes such a good idea um it's 10 minutes I just like sit up a little bit when I snooze and then like and I have this beautiful like like my alarm clock is like this like those lamp alarm clocks like instead of a yes. sound like this like the Lennox like sunlight yeah oh my god so it's like I'm easing into waking up and then it's perfect and I feel like there's some days where I'm you know then like we get into like oh rituals and it's like what do I do on the new moon and what do I do on the full moon and then those are all like bigger things and if I want to sit down and meditate on something in particular I'll do it but at the very least I get those 10 minutes mm-hmm. every day which I'm you know I'm not always great at but for the most part I do it and I feel like those three things like kind of keep me going mm-hmm. uh just being in this place from a mindset and emotional and spiritual standpoint like I get less rattled about things. Um, I don't get as stressed out even when there's stressful things happening. Yep. Well, it's and, about being yeah. that force. That I'm calm. able to be centered. Yeah. Easily again. Yes. Which is amazing because yes. I'm not afraid of life anymore. You know, I'm not afraid yeah. of like yeah. what might happen. Yep. Yeah. I relate to that. I know. Hundred percent. It's incredible. It's. But yeah, it's like, it really doesn't matter what's going on. Yeah. And we think that that's, that the circumstance will dictate the mood, the way that we feel, that that dictates how happy we are. Yeah. But I've come to learn after like so many years of that not working. Yeah. That like shit can be hitting the fan, like whatever can be happening. Yeah. But we can still remain centered. Completely. Because of these practices. Eckhart Tolle has this, um analogy that he uses about like a river and sort of at the top of the river um if it's you know there's a storm it could be really stormy or some days it could be calmer but the bottom of the river is always still yeah and Mm -hmm. and then we have to aim to develop a a spirituality practice where the bottom of our river is always still no matter what's happening in our lives that there is stillness within us Mm -hmm. um because that's the only way you find peace if you're rattled to your core by stuff happening around you all the time, like that's when it's a mess. Yes. And that's when, you know, it really hits the fan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I even think that like all this work and like um, even a belief in something else, yeah. it's not like, I used to think like, oh, if I just believe in the universe or believe in God, then yeah. like, then God will just bring me perfection. Mm-hmm. But. And I, even that word. Yes, right? <laughs> yes. I know that like my life will be perfect. I'm going to get everything that I want yeah. and shit is never going to hit the fan for me. But yeah. what I've learned is that like the strength or like what I get from that something else yes. is really the strength to be centered yes. and to handle whatever comes my way and Completely. be unafraid Completely. as opposed to the past of being afraid and worried and, yeah. and doubtful. Yeah. One thing I want to ask you too is like, I just said that I believe in like the universe, mm-hmm. a source, God, like it's a huge part of my life. Yeah. Um, it's how I get centered. It's like 
to me it's like a form of optimism mm-hmm. um so i'm curious for you what your beliefs are like in that yeah. area they've evolved so much mm-hmm. <laughs> um but i think at the end of the day because i was raised catholic and always um the moment I was conscious, like, I feel like from the moment I was like 11, I was like, ah, yeah, I yeah. don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I definitely believe, I believe in the universe. I believe in the earth. I believe in love. I believe in being a good person. Mm-hmm. I believe that there are goddesses and deities around us that we can call upon. We can call upon our guides. We can call upon our ancestors. Like there's a whole host of awesome people yeah. <laughs> and, or, forms yes, that yes. are out ready to help us mm-hmm. um but i think at the end of the day what they're all trying to do is getting us closer to ourselves yes like i had this it's like such so crazy that you're asking me this question today because my seven-year-old son two days ago told me he, he goes to public school mm-hmm. and he told me that some kids at his school were telling him that like if he didn't go to church he wouldn't be forgiven for his sins oh my and like, mind you, my seven-year-old son has no idea what a sin is or what church is. <laughs> and then um, I had to, it was like a moment to talk and it was an opportunity. And then like at the end, he was like, okay, well, I believe in love and I don't need a church to tell me that. Ooh. And so that's going to be his response. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, it's about, and, and that, that sort of eternal, all-powerful love is in all of us. And that's what I rely on, yeah. you know, like coming from that place. If you're coming from love in every moment and situation in your life, like what better religion than that, right? Exactly. Like for me, that's that's what I believe. Like, yes. Yeah. In total accordance. And I feel like that exists in everything. Mm-hmm. In all totally. living totally. things. Like I try to take a walk every day. Yeah. Like it doesn't happen all days, but like I make it a point uh, to do it because even if I don't feel like it, because mm-hmm. it gives me so much um, connectedness and it makes me feel great. But like in those moments where I'm like, God, I don't want to do this or whatever, yeah. I'm like, just let me just get out the door. And then within two minutes, it changes. I look at a flower, yes. literally, and I'm like, oh, I got you. Yeah. Like, I see you, you know, yeah. like, and I, it's like yes. that same That thing. connection. We're all yes. one. And yeah. I remember, like, a few years ago, listening to people say the words that I'm saying right now and being like, that is the most granola, granola uh, yeah, yeah. bullshit I've yes, ever heard. Right? Like, what the hell does that mean? Trust me. love. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? Yeah. It sounds like if you haven't got into a place where you can really live that, it sounds so like, what? Yes, yes. But when you really get there, like, that is, like the most powerful place from which to be an activist and make the world a better place. That is the most powerful place for which be a good partner to your like romantic partner, to be a parent, to run your business. Like it is incredibly powerful, but it's, it's not, it sounds very abstract. Totally. Unless you've lived it, unless you're consciously in that space. And unless you feel it. Yeah. Inside your body. Yeah. I feel like that's a big thing too. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you a couple quick fire yes, questions. Yes, let's do it. So tell me your favorite fruit. Uh, bananas. Oh my God, me too. Bananas. Obsession. I gave birth to my son in two hours from oh like God. the first little pain uh-huh. to holding him in my arms. Wow. I barely made it to the hospital. I had one banana in my system and I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't have eaten it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know I was in labor, um, but I was like, bananas are my go-to. Yes. So yeah. Same, mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Um, what about favorite veggie? Kale. 
Oh, I love kale. kale. Yeah. I make kale chips and like sauteed and garlic and oh, olive oil. Yeah. Yes. So good. I love kale. And it's so good for you. Yes. The dark, the dark yes. green. Um, what about if you, this is kind of a morbid question, uh-huh. but I love it. Yes. If you're on death row, yes. what would be your last meal? Oh Maybe my God. one thing. Not one thing, but like a meal. It doesn't a matter if meal? it's many courses. Pasta carbonara. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Give me some bacon. <laughs> And some cheese, cheese, cream. I love it. (laughs) And also, I'm a huge fan of books. Yes. Like, I know you are as well. Yes. And I, that is like the most delicious thing Mm -hmm. to me is, and I don't let myself do it as often as I should. Like, not reading a book for business or whatever. Like, that feels indulgent and delicious to me. And it's literally my favorite thing to do. I love Mm -hmm. being surrounded by books. So... What are some of the books that have impacted you oh my God. in your life? Um, so, in line with the conversations we've been having, mm-hmm. um, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle was the book that awakened me spiritually. Mm-hmm. I read it like 11 years ago, and I mm-hmm. still remember it. Um, Big Magic by mm-hmm. Elizabeth Gilbert was also profound. Like, it changed a lot in me. Um, I think those are like the two biggies that are standing out right now in terms of like where I've been and what I've understood yeah a hundred percent and there's so much in those there's two. so much like to unpack there so like you could have a new earth and just work with that for oh, a year percent I mean and for years completely you could reread it and read new things in the book I mean I think yes. it's a guidebook for life absolutely you could I mean I'm sure if I read it again which now I kind of want to do yeah you know it's so different than my experiences back then and I'm going to be able to see so much more yes and listen and process so much more absolutely um I'm also a big fan of lessons yes and I often think like with what we were talking about before sometimes you need to go through hard things yeah in order to uh step into that higher purpose that's you know that person yes yes that we all have inside of us so what is the lesson for you that's been the most powerful to learn oh wow um I think just I mean the lesson to trust myself because every time I've done it I've been called to do things that have been difficult like for instance you know I had an I had an office space that was beautiful and I Mm -hmm. I left it because it wasn't aligned with the way that I wanted to grow my business, but that office space had been the source of like this beautiful studio that you went to many times. Yes, yes. Um, and it was such a source of community and and good things and inspiration and good vibes. But it just wasn't for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And saying goodbye to things that have been good to you because their time has passed. That has been such a concept, you know, like mm-hmm. understanding that like then nothing is permanent, right? And permanence and understanding that flow of life and understanding the stages and, and having to trust that even though I don't see what's behind that door, that's the door I need to go through right now. Yeah, and trust that it is, even if things are hard, you exactly. have to make a tough decision. It's gonna work it's gonna out. It's gonna work out in the end, yeah. Thank you so much for oh being here. Oh my God, here. girl, this like, is so much fun. I know, I know. Yes. And <laughs> I've been wanting to do this for such a long time, so I'm just so grateful that you Thank came you. here and took the time to do this. My pleasure. Tell people where they can find you online, where you have going on, and how people can work with you. Yeah, so um, you can find me 
most often I'm an Instagram freak. So mm-hmm. at the Jupiter Circle on Instagram, um, Jupiter Circle, thejupitercircle.com. And right now I have lots of groups, uh, group strategy days, which is the workshop that we were referencing. And I have a mastermind program that's a, kind of an eight week boot campy type of fun spiritual strategy situation and all of my group experiences I limit to six women entrepreneurs because I'm really into sort of the deep dive and the the really kind of doing the work together and supporting each other in sisterhood so um, yeah just reach out to me on Instagram and we'll we'll be friends yes (laughs) and I highly recommend doing her workshops and going to anything that Gabby puts on Um, thank you again for being here thank you Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, please visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. If you like the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.